Hi, welcome to When Women Speak web series. I am your host, Shirley Kay. This is episode two. When Women Speak web series is sponsored by Life on Power Enterprises in the brand, What If She Knew She Was Powerful? Today's episode, we're featuring our guest, K.J. Blake. K.J. Blake is an award-winning administrator with one of the largest school systems in North America. Kay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Shirley. I'm so excited. Every time I hear the award-winning, <laughs> when women speak. <laughs> and let's be clear, to get to award-winning, you have to speak. You have to use your voice. You know, And here we're talking about finding your voice. We're talking about leading with your voice. And we're talking about leaving with your voice. And to get to award-winning um, and be a part of a very large um, municipal system within North America, there was no way that you did not use your voice. Okay. There was no way that you did not create some strategy in order for you to get to where you are now. So I, I would like you to take about a few, a few seconds just to tell us, you know, what you do day to day um, and really who, who KJ Blake is. Oh, my goodness. You know, um because it's when women speak, of course, I had to think about it. But um, to get to where I am, it, of course, it takes a lot of support of a lot of people. And, you know, I'm always going to pay tribute to my mom. Um, she passed in 2020. So she brought us to America. Uh, I was about seven. So when I think back, I always um, say that was a very impressionable and very impactful time just in learning how at at such a young age to transition to just a whole new world, new way of living, new culture. And I think that has just been a recurring theme for me. So, you know, in working with a large organization, And it's also a very multicultural, just a diverse group. So I credit that with, I grew up in New York, which was very um, metropolitan, very diverse. You know, I've I've earned my bachelor's degree along the way. I earned my master's degree. And then when I really in, because I lead um, large groups and small groups, I really um, gravitated towards life coaching and neuro-linguistic programming, which is NLP, which is a lot about mindset, about changing um, how you view things. So that has really impacted. And I think a little bit later, I'm going to do a little um, surprise twist on what I think really impacted me um, getting the award um, for Administrator of the Year. But I'll, I'll tell that a little later. Thank you for sharing that, Kay. And you know, Kay is actually wearing a um, a shirt from the See It, Say It line from my sponsor, Life on Power Enterprises, as powerful as the women around me squad goes. Um, and just, just the fact that she wore that to talk about amplifying the voices of women, and that tells you just a little snippet of what you're going to get in a few minutes, but we're going to actually start. It won't take a few minutes. Um, what I'd like to um, talk about initially is what does it mean for you when you hear the statement, three words, find 
her voice. You know, when I hear that statement, of course, you know, I think everybody has to find their voice and it's an individual journey. But to me, it means to discover the things that no one else can do. No one else can duplicate. And I always talk about owning your value. So it's finding that thing that's uniquely made. And most importantly, it's already in you. So it's not going out and seeking and searching, but really being quiet and finding, like, you know, hide and go seek, you know, the person that can, you know, your voice, it can really, really hide. So sometimes you have to just stay real still and wait to hear that movement. So for me, when I hear find her voice, finding her voice, you know, it's about your purposefulness that's tied to you being still and finding that inner voice that guides you. Okay, you said something that was very important, and that is that it's unique. It's unique in a way that you may have heard something similar, but even if it's similar, we tie, we kind of tend to overthink it. I say women, so I think with us women sometimes, um, because we want to make sure that we are authentic. But just because it sounds a little same as someone else, those folks and whoever it is that's tied to your purpose, they're only going to authentically hear you. So authentically doesn't mean that you that what you hear is not something that should only you shouldn't use the same words you shouldn't be using it in the same sentence you shouldn't be leading talking the same communicating the same whatever it is your purpose is called to you you are the unique person for it <laughs> the only thing you got to do is find it and use it That's right it. i always think also if i could add to that it's like when you hear something you connect with it because that's what's within you so you may think like, oh, this is common. No, you're hearing it. And, and, that's, and that's a good point to put it on the other side. So when you hear something that you may have heard over and over again, but remember that thing that, you know, people told you all the time, but then this one person shares and then you go, ah, I got it. That's how it sounds to you. But Kay, you know, as we have this conversation, we've had experiences and um, been ex successful and then have had some someone's experiences where we're unsuccessful, right? But all of us have had those experiences where we didn't, we we were in a situation where we felt we were being heard. Okay, have you ever had a voiceless experience? Of course. I think we all at times, I'm the last of 10. My mom had seven, so I definitely was always the little one in the corner just listening, you know, no, um, not saying much. So there's that experience. There's the experience at work sometimes, especially as women, mm -hmm. where you'll say something and then the person across the table will say the same thing and all of a sudden everybody hears it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes we do, we do, which I now realize is a little microaggressive. You might be like, oh, it sounded better coming from that side of the room. <laughs> but, you know, when you have those experiences often, then you have to, um, you know, that's why I like the end. You have to reframe it. You have to not give away your joy just because that situation happened, because it does happen where you say something and it sparks for somebody they connect with it and they restate 
the same thing, but they're thinking they said a whole different um, concept, but it's the same. And Kay, you just said a word that I um, I talk about often be when I talk about employee belonging in the workplace and how that really is where you start at when you're talking about equity and inclusion, not really with um, employee engagement, microaggression, right? And you just explained it, I think, without even realizing you explained it. So they heard it. <laughs> they think it's the best thing that, you know, the best thing of coming around the corner, but they heard it from you. And that is a form of microaggression. How do you respond to that? Oh, when somebody um, says that that sounds microaggressive? Well, not that they say it sounds microaggressive. It happened. You said it. They thought it was a great idea. Then they say it again, but somehow they think it's their idea. Right, right, mm -hmm. right. Well, I usually I've learned to follow it back up with that. That is so great that you agree with my point. You know, that we're on the same path trying to get to the same place so we can connect those thoughts together instead of making it separate. Like mine was voiceless, but theirs was amplified. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging. It's almost like we're kindred. We're now we're now connected. We are aligned. So, you know, you, you put it in a more positive way as opposed to um, getting upset, but just really saying, wow. We are on the same page. We totally agree. You know, and I like if they do a slight spin, I like your slight spin on that idea. You know, perhaps, you know, we can put them together. So there are ways to connect your thoughts without silencing that other person. Amplify all voices. Wonderful. You know, and that is the one of the purposes, the main purpose of When Women Speak web series. Not to just talk about the voices of women, but for, to provide some strategy. And so when Kay explained it, what she did was you talked about finding the voice. Then that thing we talk about leading with your voice, whether you know it or not, she just led that other person in real into real collaboration as a colleague. And she spent it. The word that we use is reframe, because there was a need to reframe that otherwise. Kay would not have never gotten that idea, that strategy or whatever that great thing is that she shared. She would never have been able to circle that back around to her without positive reframing. And in the moment, sometimes we let our feelings catch up to us and we can like go quiet, right? And so we leave feeling voiceless. Now it does take some time to do that consistently. Kay didn't just wake up like this. It took, unfortunately, it took a few experiences. And that's not a good thing to say, right? That it had to take a few experiences to get it right. But the point is that she was determined to get it right and to have her voice heard. Thank you so much for that, Kay. <laughs> okay, this is, this is a, a question for you. Why should the voices of women in the values of women matter? matter in their careers, their relationships, matter in their businesses. Why should the voices of women in their values matter? You know, when you say that, it makes me think of, you know, in, in society, not just ours here in North America, but globally, women are, are nurtured and trained to that their voice doesn't matter. 
that, you know, they should always be seeking to amplify others. And, you know, uh, good or bad is just those are some of the things that we have to think about. You know, we're taught to, you know, from the phrase of behind every good man is a woman. You know, it's about raising the children, about providing um, for the household. So I think why the voices of women matter is that when you are just the nurture of life, mm-hmm. it's important because you have such a connection to the human beings that we're bringing into this world mm-hmm. that, again, it's it's not to diminish others, but your, the voice matters because you're helping to build up what you have helped to create. You know, the, the womb that you, you help that individual nurture itself to where it can become a human being walking on this earth. So what is an important voice? That voice that was connected, that they heard for those 10 months that they were growing and learning. So, you know, the voices of women matter. And it's whether you physically birth, some it may be you psychologically birth. And, you know, I I say birth is in the womb because, you know, I've had two children, so I can talk to that experience. But it's beyond the physical birthing of a child. You know, it's important. You know, I always like to talk about tapestry of life. And, you know, for for women, you know, without it, you know, you'd be missing certain things. You're missing certain colors. You know, you're missing the texture. You know, as they say, you know, you'd be missing that sway. You know, there would be so much that is missing if the voices of women are not amplified and are not heard. And, I, you know, it's great that we have a program like this that talks about and make women feel comfortable to speak. And, you know, like we talked before, it's the reframing. You don't have to get it right the first time. You don't. Um, reframing means just that. The, the first time, you know, I could have done that a little bit, said that a little bit different or better, um, or I could have responded um, at a shorter voice um, because my tone, you know, there's all kind of ways that you can get it right and reframe. But I think the most important part is that you do make sure that your voice is heard. Kay said something, tapestry. I love the way you put that. I love that way of words, that wordplay, tapestry. You're missing some colors. You're missing some things that you're going to miss in a relationship, in your own business if you're an entrepreneur. And in your career, you're going to be missing something that you need when you make sure that you're not voiceless. So it might sound like we're just talking about why other people need to hear your voice. But really, you need to hear your voice. You need to know how valuable you are. And so when we talk about why they need to know your values, that doesn't mean that what I am insinuating is that you're going to announce your values. This is why I can't do this because of my values. Is you having those values. You having those values is why you will make sure that you locate your voice and that you're leading with your voice and that you are heard. And right. then you're able to reframe it so that they can hear your strong voice. 
Yeah, they'll say that we can be emotional, which is, you know, when we when we're passionate about something, but that doesn't matter if the intent of your voice is to make sure that you contribute to whatever that is you're supposed to contribute at that table in that business and in that relationship, because without it, they're going to miss out. Right. Tapestry. I like that case. Now, don't, don't, now, if I use that again with another guest, let's be clear. I told you today, I'm going to use that word tapestry more than likely when I talk about why and why it matters and values. Thank you for that, Kay. Oh, you're welcome. I think that's where I say when somebody repeats what you said, instead of disconnecting, you connect with it even more. So when you use it again, I would like, oh, there goes that tapestry. <laughs> And, you know, and that goes back to us talking about, you know, in that room, when you say something and then that individual kind of spins it as though they said that you just gave another um, a, a, another um, definition of that. You defined it a little bit deeper when you said when you hear me use tapestry again, you're like, oh, there's that word. Instead of going up, oh, I said that on episode two and she used my <laughs> word tapestry. <laughs> it's flattery. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have fun at When Women Speak web series here and there. The guests that will be on will be similar to Kay, but not exactly like KJ Blake. But that leads us into Kay, the statement leading with your voice, right? So when this web series is finding her voice, leading with her voice, and leaving with her voice. It can convey various meanings. The word leaving, the word leave without, it can, can, it can convey various meanings. But what does the word to you, what does that phrase to you mean to you, Kay? Leaving with your voice. What does that convey for you? So I'm going to put a, probably put a little spin on it. Go ahead. Spin it on. Spin it. So... When I heard leaving with your voice, and of, of course, I've been working a lot on, on transitioning, um, you know, between my mom transitioning, so that taught me a lot of things. And even, you know, with the, working with a large employer, I've been there over 27 years. So to be true to my voice, you know, I, I want to leave with my voice. I don't want to leave quiet. I want to leave where I still know who I am. I, I'm not caught up in a lot of things that you could get caught up in. It, it's kind of like, you know, when you're moving away from a, a long-term relationship. So what, what, what I've been what has really served me this year, and I and I said I was going to talk about being award-winning, mm -hmm. I deliberately started to become more soft. That's interesting. Let's, let's hear more about that, more soft. More soft. Um, in that I, uh, you know, Type A, you're ingrained in you, you know, you, you got to like work, work, you're always producing. And in knowing that I eventually will be transitioning 
to something else, you know, life coaching is, is, is a passion of mine. I wanted to be more soft because for individuals to want to step up and want to take part in what you're doing, it, it can't seem so rough. You, you know, I can't seem so rough. I wanted to be more soft, which means more approachable. And the other thing I wanted to do was just listen to the messages that I'm receiving from others. Because when, you, when you're not, when you're too rough, you're not really hearing what individuals are saying. And I really want to grow. So I found this year, it was like in my softest moment mm -hmm. after 27 years is when I got acknowledged and received administrator of the year. In your softest voice is when you were acknowledged. And, you know, and what they appreciated was me listening and me empowering the voices of others to serve their needs. So I just thought that was very um, motivating. And it just reminded me because I also think I want to be soft when I think about the words that I use must first come through me. So I've started realizing that if I'm harsh, I'm harsh with myself first by the word choices that I'm making. And, and it's not just in words, you know, it's just in how you move, how you maneuver. You know, your voice is just um, not just what you speak, it's, it's how you breathe, you know, it's, it's that, that air about you that people hear. So I just found, I, when I think about leaving with my voice, I think of when I'm transitioning. Because sometimes when you're in something, you lose your voice. But in order to leave, you, you have to take it with you. So you have to find it. You have to in find order it. To leave, in order to leave with it and take it with you. So that was one take. And of course, the other take in corporate is when you're not allowed to lead with your voice. So then you become quiet and you leave. And then people are want you know, they, there's this silence that they don't know what's going on. So there's that whole other take. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's the obvious take. Which is why, you know, I tend to ask guests, what does that convey to them? Because the obvious take on leaving with your voice sometimes means someone physically leaves. But there are all kind of ways that women will leave with their voice without physically leaving and sometimes physically leaving. But there's one thing Kay said about being harsh with yourself is how you're able to not be harsh with your voice. Um, because when I hear the word harsh, when I hear the word rough, what it conveys to me is that if I need to be harsh or if I need to be rough, then most often I'm listening in order to respond. Instead of listening for how I'm going to respond. 
Because if I'm just waiting for you to be quiet, then I'm not going to mind my own voice. But if I'm listening, what you're really asking, what you're really saying and how to respond, even if all I heard with your 15 minutes of ranting, if all I heard was the last 30 seconds, I'm responding softly to that last 30 seconds of what I can respond to. But it go, it returns to me. And um, you're going to hear what how that conveys to a lot of the guests on the When Women Speak series. And of course, Kay being an NLP certified expert, she actually gave us something to think about within our own selves, not the people that's sitting at the table with us, but within our own selves to talk about, to, to, to really um, go within ourselves and meditate on. So KJ Blake, I need to know what last words do you want our guests to hear from you? Wow. So, you know, Shirley, I always love our chats. Um, you know, when women speak, that's such a passion for us. My parting words, of course, is going to be like, um, it's, it's to be the you that you created you to be. Say it one more time for the people in the back, hey. <laughs> be the you that you created you to be. So it means always remember who you want to be. Not who other people want you to be, not who you were taught to be. But when we, and I always say, just be still and think about who do I want to be? What's in front of me? Is that me? Is that who I want to be? Is that all these things that I went to to create this experience of K? You know, reclaim your voice, own it. And it's okay to switch it up. It's your voice. It's your voice. Our lives I, need to be experiences though. Mm -hmm. It's okay to say, oh, I've changed my mind. <laughs> That's such a freeing uh, phrase. Make your choices because you can always change your mind. When women speak, be supportive as one yourself or as an ally. And I've changed my mind. When women speak, audience is a whole sentence. It's a positive sentence, actually, just like the word no. It's a whole sentence and it's a positive word if you need to say no. When Women Speak Web Series, again, is sponsored by Life on Power Enterprises and the brand. What if she knew she was powerful? If you haven't already figured out, KJ Blake is also the chief service officer of Life on Power. KJ Blake, how does the audience reach out to you? Um, how do they connect with you? Um, how about your, whether it be email, LinkedIn, your social media, how do they find Kay Blake? Sure. I am on uh, on Instagram with my uh, silver journey. That's my uh, personal journey of transitioning <laughs> to ditch the die. I am at uh, k at lifeonpower.com. 
I am on IG as Neuro Creative, Everything Mind. You can also find me at kblake.com, lifeonpower.com. You know, we have to on um, LinkedIn as KJ Blake. And I wouldn't be remiss if I, I always talk about we have to breathe. <laughs> breathe. And thank you so much for joining us, Kay Blake, KJ Blake, on our episode two of the When Women Speak series. To contact me, I am your host, Shirley Kay. You would send me an email at infolifeonpower.com. If you would like any of the t-shirt lines from the from the See It Say It t-shirt line, Kay has one on just right now. Then again, contact us at info at lifeonpower.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you for episode three next week.